Hello, Dakota Territory. I'm Trent Loose. Welcome to the journey, the journey we call Dakota Trails and Tales. Hey, hop on in the Loose Tales Food Link Chuck Wagon. Then and only then we will tool the region, the country, the globe. We will look at the news stories of the day, but at the end of the journey, you by yourself will have to determine how and if this information might actually affect us living in a little piece of heaven. Well, I have been uh, doing some very interesting discussions, and I think the timing of last week's Lignite Energy Council could not have been better, the council meeting. It was uh, very refreshing to get folks together again. I think everybody is experiencing that. We do have withdrawals from groups and the energy that we acquire from people that come from every walk of life that may either agree or disagree but we have that ability to it, it i don't know that any of us fully understood the importance of this to the human psyche until we were without it whether you agree with somebody or not it's the one-on-one discussions that need to continue to happen and so for the lignite energy council it it really brought a lot of things front and center for me not only from an energy standpoint, but from an awareness to what's happening and and why it is that North Dakota has become this international focal point. And I don't know the people that live here in North Dakota fully grasp that, but that it's happened. And so I spend a lot of time, a lot of my windshield time, trying to think about why has this happened. It's happened, I think a lot of the reason is energy. Energy and independence and what it is that we've accomplished. All of us know that in the past 20 years, we've made an amazing uh, uh, strides in energy independence. In fact, became a net energy exporter. That's incredible, thinking about how we were so reliant upon other countries for energy. Now, I put this in the context of energy and fuel, and I've gained so much from a guy named J.C. Cole, who I'm going to bring to you in the second leg of the journey. But we're going to talk about some things here before J.C. comes that that we won't get to. And that is, you know, I've talked about food production as a means of national security, food, fiber, pharmaceuticals, and fuel, and the ability to continue to produce those essentials of life domestically. That's vitally important. Along with food... Energy, food and energy and water. That's the control of everything. And so you can call me a sensationalist all you want, but it's pretty clear that the powers that be globally want to control the food and the water as it relates to life. And when you control water, when you control food, and when you make energy really tough to come by, put into context what it means to use one diesel, one gallon of diesel fuel and replace 500 man hours of labor in the business of food production. Can you grasp that? Get your mind around that? 500 man hours of labor is d- displaced by one gallon of diesel fuel. And then you ask the question, why is it that people have been trying to demonize diesel fuel? Same reason they're trying to demonize the cow. The cow, above all other animals truly is owned by individuals that will go to great lengths to fight for freedom. Now, I didn't. I did not just say that if you are a small business owner, a barber shop, 
in Mandan, North Dakota. I did not say that you don't care about freedom and you won't fight for it. That's not what I said. What I said was, Mike, is that the cow owner controls the vast amount of land. We know that over 70% of the United States and the global landmass is not suitable for growing crops, and yet a rumen and an animal can take that cellulose material and convert it into something that will power empower humans around the world, will keep them supplied with nutrition. The big picture view here is that we have become so independent in our energy production that it, it eliminates the, uh, the uh, vulnerabilities that we had when we were dependent upon importing oil. So now we need to cast a negative doubt on oil and energy. And JC and I got into this conversation yesterday about compressed wood and how that is uh, providing energy opportunities. That's another avenue. And, and you think about we're, we're mimicking we. I'm not involved, but they are figuring out how, how to efficiently mimic the production of coal over a long period of time of compressed cellulose material in the earth that's been heated and pressurized and that carbon is then energy just waiting to explode, and we do that in a coal-fired power plant. And we do that extremely well, and we do that in conjunction with, we take something from nature and we minimize the negative impacts to nature because every single thing you do has some impact on nature. I don't believe, in no way, shape, or form, can you convince me, looking at the science that I've seen, that we're impacting climate change whatsoever. Look at what has happened. All you have to do is run to the badlands, and you can see what the impact of climate change has been throughout the course of, of Earth, period. We're not even close to something like that today. But all of that was to come to this one issue of the Bakken and oil. I, I assume most people know that one of the very first commercialized oil fields in the United States was near Los Angeles, California. Well, they drained that puppy of oil, you know, 40 years ago. It was out of oil. Do you know that it has the same amount of oil in it today that it did then, or at the beginning of that oil exploration? Why is it that we continue to use a massive amount of oil in creating gasoline and energy for the world, and we don't seem to run out? Why is that? It's because we've been lied to. We've been lied to that oil is not a renewable resource. It turns out there's really good evidence that oil is actually a product that the core of the earth produces and it leaches as a result of the massive heat that we have at the core of the inner of the earth. Oh, now, now this is science and this is uh, I'm actually beyond my normal comprehension, of it, but I can explain to you what I've been told and how we've been lied to. And ironic on this day, as Andrew Henderson and I talked about uh, fake news, and that's the new term, right? But you know what? In 1900, it was called yellow journalism. And the man who was born on this day, April 29th, 1863, was the master of fake news, William Randolph Hearst. And at one point in time, he created the, the largest media outlet in the world, one in four Americans were reading news. I have air quotes. Can you see them? Presented by William Randolph Hearst. Only people knew that he made most of it up. 
people knew that he presented false information to sway public opinion in one way or the other. So in case you're thinking that the latest movement of all of the mainstream media outlets that are owned or have financial interest from China is some new age fake news source, there's nothing new about it. This has been going on since people have been reporting the news. And what could be of more danger to the future of mankind and planet health if the basic concept of oil is that the source is coming from some renewable energy? Just let that sink in for a moment. And I don't tell you this as a way of being another fake news source. I simply share this with you. Go look it up. Let's find out with our own sources instead of falling prey to the educational material that we've been pounded with for the last 40 years, all about controlling us. J.C. Cole standing by. Lone Creek Cattle Company and Marlin Will is also standing by. The tremendous opportunity for you as a cattleman to be a part of a branded beef program. In this case, it's called Certified Piedmontese. The growth in this program has been absolutely fantastic thanks to you. Marlin has options, a double AI program, a single AI program, leasing bull program. If you don't, uh, if you don't lease bulls, he's going to give you the semen and then pay to AI your cows. Or you can lease the bulls and pay for those or get cleanup bulls after you've been paid to AI your cows. I'm saying there are many options, but it all comes back to one common denominator, tender beef. You need to produce a high-quality tender beef supply. That's what we're doing at our place, LoneCreekCattleCo.com. We're back with J.C. Cole from New Jersey after this.